everyone. Welcome to my show, Curry of Startup Podcast, a podcast to spotlight Asian leaders and interesting allies that I meet in my life. Today, if you're looking to feel inspired on how to face adversities with a smile on your face, I have a very amazing and humble guy, Amit Jain, who's the co-founder of Mitti Kerang, joining me from India. Hi, Amit. Welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you so much. Pleasure having you on the show, Amit. And to our listeners out here, uh, Mitike Rang is a social venture that's focused on helping widows and single women create their own livelihood. And Amit is a superhero, is how I see himself. And I'm so honored to bring him onto the show and get an exclusive chat with him to not only understand what drives him towards social entrepreneurship, but also to explore a little bit more about who Amit is as a person. So Amit, welcome again to the show. Great. Thank you so much. And you know, it's like, I think I should say a good morning. Uh, as for the US time. And it's a great initiative to, you know, to connect the Asia and the North America part because this connections in the global world, looking at the current scenario, it's pretty, pretty important to, you know, match and talk and interact and learn from the best practice from each other. That's amazing. So Amit is someone who doesn't align with any check boxes that you would uh, think about. You know, if you need to be a leader, you need to have certain degrees or need to have certain experience. That's definitely not the conventional uh, person that Amit is. He's the most unconventional guy that I've seen as part of my guests. And Amit is also a digital nomad. He's a solo traveler and has covered around 80 cities in India, which is, I should say, less than $300 in his pocket. And he's traversed across the country in just five months. And as I was talking to Amit, you know, what inspired me is the power of people and the stories uh, that he's got as part of his memory and journey. So I'm very excited to understand more about Amit and see how we can get some interesting wisdom from him. Absolutely. So Amit, right. uh, mm -hmm. let's talk about your childhood. Uh, you've had a very uh, different kind of childhood, I should say, because you've seen a lot of adversity <coughs> at a very young age. So. Uh, how does it feel, you know, having grown in a, you know, a single motherhood uh, family with the help of extended uh, family who supported you in all your endeavors to where you are today? How has that experience shaped you as a person? Right. Uh, if I talk about now with the compared to the life I have lived when I was in my hometown, you know, when I did 12th graduation, I always used to think, what am I going to be doing in the future? Like what I going to be doing after a certain age. Uh, but the answer comes from my uh, past, wherein uh, after losing my father when I was three, so my grandfather opened a shop for my mother, a tailoring shop. And uh, so my cousins, uncle aunt, were a great support. Because of them, we were able to live. They provided food, accommodation, everything. And then I went to a convent school. The, the complete journey was pretty, pretty good, bad. It was mixed because uh, that gave me uh, a direction to learn new things to see how life could be. But, you know, very frankly, uh, I don't know. It all depends upon person to person. My upbringing, my context was, I love to talk to people from that time itself. You know, just talk to people, learn from them, and just, just go for chit-chat. Yes, but due to which I was very bad at studies. Uh, I used to get a lot of beating from my cousins because of their studies. And uh, that's how the journey began. But family was pretty supportive in that way. And uh, somehow, you know, when you complete with your 10th in India, you have to only have an option to do engineering because that option will give you a good pay job. 
so i did my 12th i couldn't score i i scored good but you know we couldn't go to engineering college i just moved to a differently different stream again there was a challenge what and how i will be you know facing that but slowly slowly things went by and those memories those learning are the ones which really tried me to do what i am doing right now that's amazing amit and that's as I, as i mentioned amit started his engineering dream a little bit but then shifted to commerce and then he started uh, uh, his journey from a town to pune which is one of the metropolitan cities in india uh, back in 2012 to get a job at the bank of uh, new york so tell us about that transition and how was that a very pivotal moment in your career amit right you know after we do become in india or in anywhere particularly uh, people don't look to that degree very good ki that degree will give you the job but uh, i just gave my mb examination i didn't score good then i came to pune so in when i came to pune i got around like 15 dollars and 1000 indian currency and with that i survived for a month i wasn't aware what is pune all about how to where to apply for a job and all but somehow one connection came when i came to pune so i went to a company they were offering me a good like a decent package i was very happy but with the intention like i talked to people so someone told me amit go to this company and just try they can hire you so that was a very difficult process to get a job in bank of new york because when i went to a consultancy they told me you are a fresher you won't be able to get a job i again came back he is like he just called me he's like let's try so then i went to the company the interview went the day the complete day there were 15 people with me they were all experienced and all higher degrees so they were like amit you shouldn't have come after your graduation because if you don't get selected they will not again call you before 3 months so i got nervous but i was there and in the end till the final round i was the only one who was there all the 14 got rejected i was like okay so when i went for the interview in the night the manager called me and at that time i didn't had a formal shoes so i just wore the sport shoes so he asked me the first question that why are aren't you formal i'm like i didn't had money so i just took it from my roommate where i am staying then the interview began he did for 30 minutes and you know whatever you do in your life you never know when it will be of use to you so in my bcom graduation i used to listen to bbc podcast that helped me to understand the accent of english people so in that interview because the position was of a very high level there was an sme from brussels she had came in for the interview so i was able to talk to her very perfectly for 30 minutes and with the global knowledge of finance so that took the urge and then i got into bank of new york and then the life changed completely that's fabulous and that goes to say that you know how you see yourself as a lifelong learner by pushing yourself to the limits and not using circumstances as a barrier towards success uh, that's that's just the humility that you continue to carry till today so kudos on that amit so thank you so much so at bank of new york uh, <coughs> you know as you mentioned you were at a you know at a higher level position and you were surrounded by a lot of people who came from different walks of lives but you were such a confident person that you learned a lot from them rather than just feeling you know they are of a different plane or a different level what would you say to yourself you know as a, uh, a when you're starting your new career you know as a fresh grad uh, what did you say to yourself to keep yourself going in those days at bank of new york uh truth to be told it was very tough mentally because you know you have experienced people in you you are already at a process which is the third critical in the entire company 
and you have to be very vigilant and you have to have you won't believe the word excel and all those software i learned in bank of new york i haven't used those in my home and the people who were working with me already 5 6 years experience they were pro in that and to compete is a wrong word but again in a corporate to work with them because they were if we all were sitting at a table we all were getting the same training for them it took 10 minutes for it me to it took me 10 days to understand so that was the gap you know we both had so it was pretty big challenge to you know be with them and even what happens when because they had struggled a lot they have experience of 5 years and a fresher coming with them and working so again there was a hierarchy so to break that mental stability to be mentally stable to work to everything and pune was pretty new for me i wasn't knowing anything so to so it took a lot of time but luckily the people i worked with were little pretty good some of them were not but they trained me as a good person so it was a very hard journey to be in for two years and even i couldn't grasp what they are teaching but somehow i tried to learn as much as i can and then in 2014 my mom came to pune and then we thought of doing something different so that is the another story but coming to bank of new york it was pretty pretty awesome pretty difficult adventurous i used to cry sometimes i used to get the book at my home understand the whole night because what if they kick me out of the company i'll be again on ground zero so that pressure coming as a fresher not sure what's going to take place it was a very very tough challenge you know but that's the best part of you amit i think different parts of your life journey show how you have the tenacity to face any kind of challenges <clears throat> and you know still have a smile on your face as you ace those so i'm going to talk more about what happened when your mom came to pune in 2014 and how did mitti ke rang happen right uh, so you know till my graduation all my clothes for my birthdays and food were given given by cousins so we had a thought people have a lot to lot of things to donate and one section doesn't have lot of things to accept because they want stuff they don't have so there's an ad on like example in india we have olx quicker where you can upload the things so i just posted ki okay we are you know uh, we are starting this if you want to donate we will come to pick it up so but before that what happened when when my mom came to pune we had a thought ki let's do something for society because because of the people whatever we are today it's only because there were people who supported us if they weren't there we don't know where we would be at that now so that the thought process was but again it was pretty difficult to start that because in pune again you know going to new new places to collect the old clothes keep on your bike keep at your stuff and then donate to ngos so that transition was again a, such a big challenge and again what i learned from that we always think in life people who are rich people who have a higher degrees people who are of higher strata is only of use to us but that's not the truth mitti karan first volunteer was an auto driver so i was coming from a uh, after meeting my sister to a pune i met auto driver i just gave him a t-shirt after few days he called me ki sir your initiative is pretty good if you need any help let me know i'm like yeah i need your auto to collect the stuff from people home he's like okay i'll do that 20% i'll distribute to my family members because you know they have been supporting 80% i'll donate to the ngo you will tell me about half of my tension went away and the people who donated we tagged them on social media so from an auto driver amidjen we moved to 100 volunteers in one year that's pretty amazing you know that talks about when you have a good initiative and it comes from a good heart uh, you know the nature will find a way to bring in people who will help you succeed right and uh, you know that's the best way in which it will have a multiplying effect 
when there's a good initiative that's in the making. So congratulations on that, you know. Now that talks about building your network. And I know you're a big believer about, you know, connecting with people and building that network when you actually don't need them, right? That's the philosophy. Tell us a little bit more about that. I, I read somewhere that quote, which I forgot, but unconsciously because of my upbringing, my uh, mental context, I kept doing that. So that quote, which now I completely remember because I was doing that, make connections when you don't need the most. So what happens when you do that? For example, now I'm talking to you. So we are building a relation. We don't want anything from each other, but this is a long term without expectations. Right. So I kept doing that when I came to Pune or even when I was in my hometown. So that network, which kept on building, 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 when I left the job, when I took back and full time, I had already 5K plus people who I know personally, who personally knows me, I can reach out to them for any help. So that's the power of network. And we were able to raise in three months, 23 lakh rupees for Corona because only the network we have built over the period of years. That's pretty good. So to our listeners, tell us in a very uh, you know, brief context, what Mitikirang means and what do you actually do? Cool. Uh, before five years, before 2019, we used to work as an NGO uh, because, you know, as an NGO, because that was in the mind. But co-founder, Mr. Saket, he's a great support to whatever we have done. Uh, so he told you know the word NGO. When we talk about this word, uh, charity or you know poor things comes into picture. Oh my God, they are poor, they are poor. So we don't want to sell charity. The women we work with, they are capable, they are skilled, they are already empowered. We just need to give them a direction. So that what we started focusing on, moving from an NGO to a social venture. What we do? So we have widow women, single women across India, in Pune, across other cities. They make paper bag, cloth bag, and tea light candles for Diwali, and we sell that. So last year in Diwali, we sold 52,000 candles in 40 days. And this year, we are planning to sell a million candles in three months. That's amazing. And the power of the network that you've built, I'm quite sure it's been uh, very helpful as you, uh, as you think about it. How does it feel at the end of the day when you do such social entrepreneurship, right? And the blessings that you get from a lot of people that you work with, especially women, uh, you know, because you focus more on women empowerment and we need a lot of men like you who believe that women deserve the respect uh, that they need to create their own livelihood. So how does it feel at the end of the day for you? Right. Uh, in the very beginning, when we started this for a couple of years, the feeling was very great. We are doing something, but to be very honest, then we become mechanical. Okay. Because, you know, no matter what you do, you will become mechanical in, at a one, one certain of time. So now we are a mechanical, but now we are focused on doing this at a very large scale. So we can help more and more women. We have that gray area, uh, that uh, heart, you know, we have to support them. But sometimes when you, when you have to grow from one to hundred, you need to approach the practical model in your venture. So that's what we are trying to do to help more and more as we can now. And when you talk about how you think in the evening. So now, like, you know, every day is a very big challenge uh, because uh, if we achieve something, the co-founder, he's like, okay, we did this. We have to do something else. So we never get to sit and think, okay, what we did. It's like back to back. So that, that keeps us keeps more going and going. Yeah, um, I can understand how it is because every day it's like you need to achieve, uh, you know, more because there are a lot of people who are dependent on you, right? Because you <laughs> created the standards for yourself and it's always... Uh, you know, a racing game to be ahead of uh, expectations. 
Now tell me about your love for solo traveling. Uh, you know, it's, it's very adventurous that you love meeting people. Um, and the fact that, you know, as, as we had in our conversation, you spoke about, uh, you know, how you love talking with people in your own culture, language, eating the local food. How is all of that experience? And how has that helped you be a better person? Uh, so when I was working with the Bank of New York, we used to get 15 days of leave like uh, in one go. So I used to take in the Christmas time. I used to just travel one day, one city. So that's how I did for a couple of years. Last year, I went to Sri Lanka. And uh, in Sri Lanka, you know, like if I would say I spent around, you could say $150 only for a week, coming, going, everything from India to Sri Lanka. And Sri Lanka was the most adventurous experience. I was bitten by a dog admitted to a hospital for a day. I, I, my cow suffer wasn't there the whole night. Like, I can't forget what happened, happened with me in Sri Lanka. So to just give a brief to the audience about the Sri Lankan experience, I was, so you know how the small things takes place. Uh, I was supposed to go to point A, like Betulla. I went to Beulla. Then the whole, the dog came bitten on the leg. I took a bus, midnight went to a place, took, took a hotel. Then went to a hospital in Sri Lanka for the rabies. The private doesn't treat you. You have to only go to the government. In government, there were a line of 500 people. Then already you haven't eaten because I'm a Jain. You don't get food over there. You're already frustrated with the sun, water, bananas. People are standing in the lines painting. So I just played my Indian passport card to the doctors. I'm from India, do this, this. The whole day experiment went on. They gave me five injections. Then I came back to India. So that was Sri Lanka. But uh, if I talk about Indian experience, which I started last year, so from November till uh, June before I got stuck, backpacking across India, and the backpacking looks very good from outside, but you have to be very, very, very mental stable because every day you have to change your home. Every day you have to go from one location to another location. When you're on a budget trip, you take the local train, local bus, wherein you can't sleep in the night. You have to be constant on the phone to search for your host. You reach the home. You have to talk to the people because you are going to the home. You have to talk to the language. Example, I went to a Muslim house in Vishakapatnam. For five days, I was there. In those five days, I ate like a Muslim. So, you know, that culture change. I went to Karnataka in India, different, different states. Your food gets changed. Uh, language gets changed. You have to adopt to this. And also, purposely, I drank water from everywhere. I didn't purchase a single water bottle in my six months journey. A water bottle I took from here, I went to the tap, I just drank it. So my tummy is so strong now, I can survive in any, any climate. But if you're okay to cry every night, then you can do it. That's such a fabulous story. Uh, you know, going through a lot of uh, challenges that are outside of your comfort zone, because a lot of you know, human beings are comfort creatures, right? We always want to set lifestyle, set routine. There needs to be air conditioning, you know, cars and your own transport mechanisms. But you're someone who loves to just be adventurous. And in spite of all these different things that you end up running with, right? But you still take them as, uh, you know, positive signs. And I, you know, the way you express them, Amit, makes me feel like you feel, you feel happy about all these experiences rather than regretting, like, you know, this happened or that happened. Yeah, and uh, one quote, again, which I keep following with myself, that you know what happened? We want everything permanent in a temporary life. So I am against that quote. I, I use that quote a lot, actually. 
You know, that's a great philosophy. Um, you know, something that it's hard to come by for millennials like us. So uh, that, that talks about the emotional maturity that you have at such a young age. So uh, congrats on that. Now, um, you have the social venture uh, platform through Mitte Ke Rang and uh, it's crowdfunded, you know, as we shared about our experiences, <laughs> of, you know, building that platform to help women. What are some of the challenges that you see for crowdfunding, especially in India, in the social entrepreneurship space? Right. Uh, very frankly, what happened, you know, uh, before we started this fundraising, uh, we haven't did that because the completely MKR meeting is a bootstrap wherein my co-founder and we have invested. The fundraiser which we did recently, it was completely for the daily wage workers and all uh, those people. We haven't did the fundraiser before three months. But when we thought of doing this fundraiser, so we had a target of raising 1 million Indian rupees. But we thought if we are able to raise 0.1 million as well, that's a good amount because we haven't did before. We just launched the campaign and nine days, in zero nine days, we, we completed 1 million target. That's amazing. Which was eye-opening to everybody when I couldn't digest the fact how on earth we could do that. You know, then from 1 million, we moved to 2 million and again 2 million done. Then 3 million, so we are at 2.4 around. So to answer your question in India, after that we became like a case study for everybody how can they raise so much in less span of time? And we don't have a background of fundraising. But the network which we build and also what happened, you know, uh, again, we always try to miss, which I learned, things which are very small. For example, when we raised 3 lakh rupees, 0 0.3 million Indian rupees, the the, the, what do you say, the amount stopped. It didn't came after that. So I just thought, what can be done next? We just came with a 100 rupees, $1 initiative. Okay, I have 5,000 connections. I just requested to donate five, $1. In two hours, we raised 2 lakh rupees, 0 0.2 million. So then those message got viral so much. So the power of small we did, and then we were able to do crowdfunding. But Many people came, how we can do that crowdfunding? Before that, you have to build your goodwill, your network, and then nothing is impossible for you. You know, it goes to talk about this, the power of small ask, right? You know, a dollar doesn't um, hurt people too much. And it's always nice when, uh, you know, somebody makes a request and when you know it's for a social cause and it's not too much from your pocket, it's something that they can afford uh, to help you. But above all, it's the relationship that you build with them, Amit, because at the end of the day, people believe in Amit and so does Amit's cause and they're willing to support you in your endeavor. So that speaks a lot about the relationships that you've nurtured for a very long time. So tell me about, uh, you know, in this coronavirus lockdown, especially in India, you're helping a lot of families survive. And one of your initiative has been, you know, fundraising for 2000 uh, daily wage workers, because in India, uh, you know, daily wage workers survive on a daily basis, depending on what kind of jobs they have to meet their ends. And you've been transferring, you know, thousand Indian rupees uh, to their bank accounts. So tell us about that initiative. Right. And uh, just to add uh, about the last question about the community, you know, like uh, it's not that easy to build a community because uh, people just come in and they're like, Amit, okay, I'll just make 2000 connections on LinkedIn and people will support me. It doesn't happen that way. You have to be on your mobile WhatsApp 24 hours a day to reply on WhatsApp, LinkedIn, Reddit, Twitter, Slack, Discord, every damn platform. That's how the community builds in. And you know, so I sometimes I just keep my hand in a 
a, a chilling mode because it gets so warm by typing, typing, typing that I have to, you know, keep this hand like that. So that's how the community builds in. But if I talk about the daily wage workers, India lockdown particularly, uh, when the lockdown had started, I was in Guwahati, like 2,500 kilometers from my hometown. I haven't uh, been to that place for a long time. Uh, luckily, I have friends over there, but we thought the people who don't have home, what about them? So we did this fundraising. And uh, so there's always two sides of a coin. One, definitely many families have been affected. Many businesses have been shut down. But if you look at the positive side, the families are reunited. People started thinking about hygiene. People started thinking about medical insurance. People have came closer than before. And most importantly, people have realized the power of online, which wasn't there in Indian culture till now. So every adversity brings something positive. And I think this will be the game-changing moment for Indians, if I talk about particularly. That's pretty cool. So tell us about small business owners, because I want to make sure, um, you know, Mitte Kirang is not just like a one-time effort. You want to consistently help people in the long run. So what kind of ideas that you have uh, to ensure you help small business owners post the lockdown as well? Right. Now what we are doing is, uh, so mittikirang.org, we started this website now. Last year, we were on Shopify. We have a store wherein this year we're selling, planning to sell 1 million candles. And we are, so we don't go with the numbers, ki, okay, we will empower or we will support thousand women. Very frankly, this doesn't happen. If you want to really help with the financial improvement, there will be a very small number. The media won't cover it. The people won't appreciate that. But we want, if we are doing something, we have to do it with full heart and not go with the number for the media. So we don't go with that. So we have a very small group. We focus on that. They make the products. We sell that. Uh, but now what we are planning is uh, from different region of India, we are onboarding different women entrepreneurs who sell different different products and we'll be selling it online on our social media, on our uh, Shopify Mittikaran uh, website. And after doing that, we are planning to also add services. Example, many women entrepreneurs are good in designing, content writing, video editing. So this would be a one-to-one -one platform for all the women entrepreneurs coming down the years. That's pretty amazing. And I want to congratulate again because uh, there's a lot of underrepresentation of women when we talk about equity and treating women fairly. Uh, how does it feel? Like, how do you define a woman, um, you know, based on your experience, having grown in a single uh, family household? How do you see women in your perspective? Uh, so there are a couple of perspectives. One which I observed when I was at home, my cousins or my mother, then we worked in Mittikerang, when I do a backpacking across India. No matter you're a poor, you're a middle class or you're upper class. There's one common statement that they want to do something. They just need a direction. And very frankly, it doesn't only work with women. It works with every damn, damn human being. Okay, they want to do something. They just need a handing hold. So that is what I believed. And if we, so that's why when I was doing a backpacking across India, we did a couple of women entrepreneurs meet up. Actually in Assam, in Bangalore, Vizay. When we got all the women at one place, uh, we made a WhatsApp group, for example, in Vishakapatnam. In three days promotion, we were able to get 40 plus women entrepreneurs. So now we have a strong WhatsApp group. They talk, they interact, they learn, they, you know, do commercial e-commerce with them. So now we are again starting with the virtual online women entrepreneurs meetup. So to answer your question, to the question you asked, there's nothing one statement, but what I realized is that everyone have to do something. 
we just need to give them a direction that's very interesting and i'm so glad there are men uh, like you who are interested in empowering women uh, you know because everybody wants to you know be the breadwinner of the family and do whatever they can rather than just feeling helpless you know when dire situations come through so uh, i think your upbringing has got a lot to do with it and you know the sense of uh, uh, respect that your mom has inculcated in you on how to treat other women uh, you know with dignity i think that comes across really well in your experiences that you've shared so thank you for that uh, you know wonderful uh, thoughts on that now um, what advice would you have for people who are interested in social entrepreneurship because i i'm quite sure amit when people hear your stories they feel very inspired how do they think they can make a difference in the social entrepreneurship space right uh, i'll talk with my own experience because uh, what happened even that mistake i used to do or when i talk to anyone even i talk to my mom my cousins so it is our upbringing when we talk to people we always use this lines ki okay this many people are saying this people want to do this people 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 but when i talk to my mom my cousins my friends i ask them name five people you think they would be affected by this they don't have the names it's like in the it's like a aws it's in the cloud okay we have people who would worry about us what we would be doing so how i'm relating the answer to your question is uh like what happened no matter what you want to do you want to do a startup or social venture or your own something or the other so i'll divide the age or the timeline you are 18 when you start thinking about a career if i talk about india we don't have internships before below 18 we don't have apprentice below 21 or people don't get that opportunities so they don't have or we don't have practical experience what if i would have been again at the 21 i would have been done the same thing which i am what i am about to say no matter what we want to do you want to do a startup a business a job or job be whatever take a job so that your financial would be taken care of that company will give you damn amazing experience of handling people of managing stuff and with that start whatever you want to start be it a freelancer be it a passion be it a social worker whatever and if you are continuing that for 5 years which means your passion will really turn out into a career and not into a time pass what happen people we think even i used to think i have to leave the job to take this full time it's not the it's not the answer i was able to continue mitigation for 6 years then came a time confidence i can leave the job and when i left the job i told my mom my brother that my company is kicking me out because they will never agree to the fact i came with 10 dollars 20 dollars i am living a high package job that's the story that's very true so how did you have to uh, you know balance your emotions in your family when you know you decided to pursue your entrepreneurial path was was it very welcoming so you know uh, uh, living your life in two sides i'll tell you why so in bank of new york from 2012 till 2019 until i resigned the last day, the uh, notice period started no one i repeat no one were aware that iron mitti ke ram every one was blocked on social media because i believed they should be a personal separate professional separate so that i so you know i was working 10 hours a day in bank of new york 8 hours 10 hours a day with mitti ke ram so i was able to work 20 hours a day for damn 7 years that's how the confidence came no matter you you keep me again on a ground zero it will take me one year to again climb the ladder 
you know, that talks about the amount of confidence that you have in yourself. And I think that's the best investment that you can make. Um, what do you say to yourself, um, Amit? Because uh, you have a lot of goals in your mind and, uh, you know, you always keep thinking about what's next, what's next. So what do you say to yourself to get more inspiration on what's next? Uh, you know, like, uh, again, uh, the co-founder Saket, I'm quoting him again because he comes from 13 years startup experience. And I'm lucky, MCAT is lucky to have him on board. So, you know, he's a, he, you could say he's a machine who thinks and we are the people who implements. So a lot of ideas comes from him because I'm a person who can talk to people. He's a person who can think. So I believe there should be two co-founders who can think and who can be the face. That's how everything can run so amazingly well. So he tells, okay, try this. And the best thing about both of us, you know, the word confidence. So we both believe we just keep trying. Like we are very open to failure. Okay, failure happens. We'll see what to do. And luckily everything is coming, turning into a gold mine. So that experience of doing something new, something new, something new. And to answer your question, when I came back from Guwahati to Pune, uh, my sleeping pattern like day and night got changed. I was very frustrated. So I'm like, again, I have to keep a goal, something which I will wake up early in the morning. So I'm like, okay, coming two years, I have to go to Mount Everest base camp and have to do Antarctic expedition. So that's my next goal, which keep me going to be fit and Mittikaran keeps me going to be working towards women entrepreneurs. That's pretty amazing. I'm glad you have, uh, you know, self-reflection on what you want to do as a person, because I think that's very important to fuel yourself uh, especially from the self-care perspective. And at the same time, that uh, gives you the inspiration to help others succeed as part of your life journey. So, um, you know, a lot of people uh, might not know this, but uh, Amit has 100 interns working for Mitike Rang. So congratulations <laughs> on managing a team of 100, which is a quite, a, a, quite a humongous uh, you know, job because people look up to you for a lot of advice and wisdom. So tell us a little bit about that. And I also want to specifically talk about uh, your idea to bring a lot of global interns to India to work for Mitike Kerang and how, you know, the lockdown has really put everybody on a, you know, on a different uh, perspective on that. So talk to us a little bit about it. Uh, you know, this, this word, when we put people first, we, uh, so when, whenever someone talks to you, you need to work on idea, which really problem people are facing. So when we did the fundraising, uh, we came across post people are not students are not getting internship. So with the pure intention of helping them before the college start, we started that. We weren't sure what work we would be giving to them and what would be the selection criteria. Like ground zero, 15 people came in, we gave them the work and we thought we'll be closing it. But so many people started coming in that in three months we had onboarded 120 plus, uh, 20 interns got the internship over. So in this three months, we had made team leaders, we did SOPs, we created nine, nine to 10 different departments wherein we have a podcast team. We are doing a 200 speaker series from 200 countries. Uh, we have like every week we publish 52 blogs or for 50 plus blogs in Mittikarang. All those things happens. Two months, like it was damn crazy to talk to everybody one-to-one -one meeting to understand the problem. Everyone has their own challenges and you have to do all other stuff. Eventually, Bank of New York taught me a lot what not need to be done when you're a manager. And what I just is implemented What is that? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely say you. What happened in a corporate, why I was able to survive for seven years with one promotion, 
and everyone loved me in bank of new york later why because i never aimed for promotion i was there because i used to go at 1 pm i used to work i used to drink a lot of coffees i used to come at home work 10 hours a day the whole night go back to office pretty chill so when you don't have promotional mindset you are just chill you are good good with everybody so my juniors i used to trust them so much ki okay you are doing this thing just do it i have 100% confidence in you but the people who need promotion they don't make your juniors independent they make dependent so in my life i have taken a vow i have to make people independent and now in mkr all the interns are so independent that we have given the complete freedom to do mistake like i am there i handle everything so with that confidence people will not commit a mistake if taken otherwise you know that's very true amit because when you know when you have interns or you know fresh grads who are experimenting it's always nice to have a boss or a leader i should say who has their back who would be accountable for them if things don't work out the way and 99 out of 100 times you know the interns can do the best because i've been an intern myself in a far in a you know in the us and it's always your managers your initial leaders who help you discover your potential and make you feel like you know you can be an excellent person and can learn a lot of things and achieve a lot um you know from my own personal experiences when i started as an intern at ibm here in the us you know i was very new to the country trying to figure out you know the accent the kind of expectations that people have about you but fast forward to 10 years you know i'm a podcast host talking with other people and uh, it's always nice to see how that journey and that confidence can leap you into you know greater aspects of your life so thanks for sharing that part of it now going back to the um, other aspect of internship global interns what do you think we can do to bring more global interns to mitti kiran right a uh, couple of years back what happened we had a lot of websites uh, through which the foreigners comes to india they go to different places and work but now covid no one can travel so we are trying to create a platform all in such of a platform wherein all the countries uh, students want to intern with india and how we can club example for remote uh, working remote studies any any platform we can give the internship to because they would be pretty inclined towards that so we are trying to figure out a way and if you know someone or the listeners know someone who are providing that platform will be more than happy to collaborate absolutely we definitely can touch base on those because i have some people in mind that i want you to connect with now tell us about um, you know your what next i know you spoke about going to mount everest your arctic exped- uh, expedition uh, what do you want to achieve as a person amit in terms of a legacy that you want to leave behind very good question because four years back someone told me that amit you know you have to make mitti ranga sustainable model so that if you're not there someone can run it but now i am against that i'll tell you why what happened when you when so with that mindset three three years back i just left mitti kiran to volunteers or to the people working ki okay it is yours now you handle it so that is the biggest mistake i did with the intention of making it sustainable at such a early age you should think about making a sustainable after 50 years okay so the legacy the sustainability the all those words which i practice it should come very late because you have to be the person who is leading the team and you can't just tell them ki okay ye kar lo and everything would be good so if i talk about a legacy i think very frankly it's very no one might agree with that but my mentality or my mindset has has trained in such a way 
that I can't think more than after one day. What I have to do next? So I'm so much in the presence because of the backpacking, solo backpacking, and because of living two lives with Bank of New York and Mitte Kerala, then at home with friends. And in that journey, I kept friends away from all the work I'm doing, family from all the work I'm doing because you need to give a space for a friend. You need a friend for a family. You have to be a family member. So coming to to cut the long story short, my Person has become such that I am just at the moment all the time. So I just think, what next I have to do now? You know, that's a very interesting um, thought process that you have, Amit. Like being in the moment, because you don't know what tomorrow offers, and most of us think we're going to be living on this planet like forever, right? And I think this COVID has really shook our, um, uh, uh, has really uh, shaken our beliefs about. You know, there's there's only the present moment today, and you need to be the best and do whatever you can uh, do in the best. Uh, so thank you for sharing that. And I also agree with you on building a sustainable business model because a lot of us think about you build a business and then you have somebody else running the business, but you have that vision, and there needs to be a growth curve for that business to actually be mature enough so anybody else could continue running that business. Um, uh, you know, as part of the the pivotal moments. So those are good life lessons that you've uh, learned at a very young age. Yeah, it's pretty good because what happened? I was talking to someone before this call. Uh, they all are because now five years back I was a grab. You know, a very at an early stage. So I used to talk to a lot of people. Ki what I should be doing it. So they used to tell me make it sustainable, make this. Uh, you know, print t-shirts, print caps, get volunteers, everything. But over the periods, I have learned volunteering because when it comes to social, all the NGOs, all the organizations try to get volunteers, and volunteers are not accountable. You can't shout at them. And then because what happened, many corporates sends their volunteers to teach kids. The volunteers goes with the time duration, with their own time span. The kids are waiting. We have increased expectations, so we stopped everything. We are like, okay, if you want to volunteer. We have a certain guidelines. If you are adhered to that, you are more than welcome in the team. So we have paid teachers who go to teach to students, and they are held accountable. So this all things I learned in life. You don't have to sustainable, and also you don't need to be a like a typical social worker. Come on, I I do all the things which a normal human being does. But what 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 stops a youth to go into social work with the feeling that they have to be rich, they have to be old. they have to wear a kurta they have to be in a certain way but so mitigation we trying to change the everything that okay we run this as a company make it a social venture you don't need to sell sadness you have to sell happiness people are there to support you so that's how the journey is you know that's very true because the way you talked about not being a stereotyped social worker dressing in a certain way acting in a certain way you could be well educated you could have um, you know world travel experience and you could still have a human side to you and at the same time pursue your dreams to help women entrepreneurs succeed and you know the best part about you and you know saket who's your other uh, co-founder is you focused on helping women women succeed and as men doing it at the helm of leadership that makes me feel so proud that there are you know uh, people like you who are focused on women especially because that's something that it's it's very hard to come by uh, you know as uh, uh, treating each other as equal partners in whichever journey we are and so kudos to you and sakit on that again thank you so we have a fun rapid fire round for you amit are you ready for it sure 
So you tell me the first thing that comes to your mind when I say the following, role model. Oh, okay, my, my co-founder, Saket Deshmukh. What does success mean to you? That you're happy all the time. And based on our conversation, Amit, you come across as somebody who's very blissful in that state of mind, in a very calm, meditative state of mind, who knows what he's doing. So um, yeah, it's very inspiring for me to you know, take some wisdom from our conversation today. Um, favorite hobby, what does uh, Amit do in his downtime? Uh, it changes every time. So I watch web series, I play games, I started playing Call of Duty. So I do some, everything new. Do you have a favorite uh, web series that you would like to share with our listeners? Yeah, so it's a US web series, Designated Survivor. It's based on the US, so you know, yeah. That's Politics. pretty good. So uh, one final question to you. What is your native language and one word to describe yourself in your native language? Uh, it's Hindi. And uh, in Hindi, uh, I would say, which people know, Namaste because with namaste you become more humble and you have the uh, mindset of learning more and more thank you so that brings us to the end of our show amit it's been such a pleasure for us to get to know amit as a person and you know the top three takeaways that i would say um, in our conversation is one building your connections when you don't need it um, so you can have the multiplying effect you know whenever uh, you need them the most and two it's about creating more happiness in spite of all the adversity that you faced from your childhood and you know finding like-minded people who will help you succeed uh, as part of overcoming adversity be it your extended family at a young age to socket with mitikirang uh, your colleagues at bank of new york so i think it talks a lot about you know how you have the confidence uh, that you can achieve once you set your eyes on it and three and the most important that i really admire about you is mitikirang you know social uh, venture social entrepreneurship you know, it's a new field that's emerging in India and you focused on a very niche and the most important uh, people in our society, which is women. You know, how do you uh, help women be independent and how do you help them be dignified uh, and live life uh, with respect, especially, you know, single and widowed women through women entrepreneurship. So those are the three takeaways that I uh, really love, uh, you know, once I had this conversation with you. Do you have any parting thoughts to our listeners? Right. One thing which I think because we everybody work, no matter you're working, you're running your own startup, uh, we always uh, think about meditation and all those things. So even I used to think whether I should do it or not, but later I realized that my work is my meditation. So I can work 24 hours a day and I can be happy 24 hours a day. So if that is the case, no matter what you do, if you're, so you'll be happy all the time. You know, that's amazing. And, uh, you know, a lot of interesting wisdom from Amit Jain, who's the co-founder of Metikirang, also a digital nomad and a solo traveler who always looks at what's next and is in a meditative state of mind, as I mentioned before, because he loves what he does. And, uh, you know, I, I wish you great success and I, I want to continue to see you succeed in all your ventures. So thank you so much, Amit, for joining us on today's show, uh, Curry Up Startup with Podcast. Until another interesting episode with another interesting guest, this is your host, Priyanka Komla, signing off. Thank you.